Hey everybody, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power magazine. You're tuning in for volume 76 from September of 1995. On the cover, we are featuring Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. Hey! And hopefully soon to be John. He had to restart his computer and do a massive update, and we decided to start without him 40 minutes late. <laughs> but I won't hold it against him. So, what we got here? We got Kilgore on the cover. Yep. <laughs> and he's looking... <laughs> Yeah, well, I just played this guy recently when I uh, reviewed Killer Instinct, and mm. no shit, it wasn't him. It was the uh, the the skeleton guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got uh, a question. Why does a robot need pecs? Why wouldn't he? Got to look impressive, right? He's not a robot. Maybe he's an, he's an android, right? Hmm. Is he like part human or something? I don't know. He probably has a back like a really sad backstory. It's like he's trying to do a Vega impression. Hmm. A little bit. Wolverine, I would say. Vegarine. Yeah. And then he has, like, the weird, like, plume of, like, hair or something coming out of the top. Yeah, why would a robot need a ponytail? <laughs> uh, that's... It's a questionable design decision. It really is. It's I like just want else, to look rad. Like, do we think he looks fine as is? Hmm. A bit too much like the Predator? I know. Uh, this hair plume. Yeah. He's just not Vega enough. (laughs) Like, how close can we get to the edge without getting sued? He's so shiny, too. Does he get, like, waxed down, you think, and, like, polished? I think when his his claws light up, the the glare blinds his opponents. That's one of his cheap maneuvers. That's why he's got the chrome tits. And there's something, there's someone behind him with their, I can just see a foot sticking out between his legs. (laughs) It's somebody he's dealt with. I guess. Yeah. You're uh, next. It must be... I'm guessing it's the Thunder. Because they have, like, the hawk in the air. And this is the one on the rope bridge. And that's where his stage is. Yeah. Oh, it turns out that a, that a puny fleshling against a metal tornado of claws and metal just didn't stand a chance. Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah. Right, so it, 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 turns out, it turns out the spirit of your ancestors wasn't a good weapon. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so they're also announcing a preview for Diddy Kong's Quest, which is Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country 2. They also mentioned Doom, Castlevania, Dracula X, Chrono Trigger, and The Mask. We've already covered Chrono Trigger, so just more coverage. Inside cover, it's the same advertisement you saw last month with the... Uh, Downsy kid poking a stick in a beehive. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it's like last last act, no survival cam, first person like yeah from the point of view of the bees like. I I had something in my brain and then it just melted so, no more no joke. We'll move on to the table of contents here. So we have a background that appears to be a boxing ring, so I can at least tell what the background is this time. Unfortunately, it means the text is still difficult to read, and then the word contents is horrifically designed in the top right corner. Oh, and it's for like some, some reason, weird the melty contents shit. is arranged in a ball. Yeah. Yeah, contents is some weird melty glare shit. So they have Killer Instinct that we talked about, and let's see Doom, Red Alarm for Virtual Boy, Golf for Virtual Boy, 
Castlevania, Dracula X for Super Nintendo, The Mask for Super Nintendo, Dragon the Bruce, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee story <laughs> for Super Nintendo, and then Galaga slash Galaxian for I believe Game Boy. Yeah, and uh, great for number twenty for what's they're going to show us what's on page twenty eight. Doomsday is near now. Super NES gamers can get in on the intrigue, but you can bear, but you have to guess what that word is because they have a white background with white letters. And, yeah. and no outline on the font. So when it fades into nope. white, it just fades into white. Pretty much. Just like a Trump rally. <laughs> uh, yeah, when there was a Dang. snow st- when there was a snowstorm, I, I told people that it's whiter than a Trump rally outside. <laughs> Alright, let's move on into the player's pulse. Candy Kong has written in from Vine Valley in Duck Kong Country, and she says, I've just read what Funky Kong wrote in Nintendo Power, Volume 74. I agree with him. Cranky is an old geezer and has no idea what he's talking about. Donkey Kong Country is one of the best games ever. It is truly one of a kind. Well, I've got to sweep the porch at save point. <laughs> and uh, they, have, they responded and said, that proves it. Two out of three gorillas prefer Donkey Kong Country. That's, that's not great. That's D. <laughs> That's practically a failing grade, Nintendo. Yeah, 60% isn't really like... It's a barely pass. Yeah. All right, what's the next one? Uh, from Mike Pascal from Louisville KY Jelly. Some people at my school think Sega is better than Nintendo. Come on, people. Who would buy a $400 system that's only 32-bit? The speed of its CD-ROM drive is as fast as that stupid hedgehog with no legs. Oh, dis. I just know Nintendo's going to make Sega wet their pants with the new 64 and Virtual Boy. (laughs) Thanks for making a product that is durable, inexpensive, easy to use, and has graphics like I've never seen before. You know, it's funny they never... None of these mention uh, the PlayStation. Because they probably didn't think it was going to be a hit. They probably had no idea. I think Nintendo blocked yeah. out all PlayStation because they didn't want anybody to admit, yeah, yeah, we kind of created this thing and then we pussed out on the deal and now we've we've created right. our one of our biggest enemies and something yeah. that will dwarf us within two generations. <laughs> the magic of CDs, you know, <laughs> featured in one year, next year directly. Oh, CDs are terrible. And then the DVDs come out for the PlayStation and they're like, oh, fuck. Yep. All right, Brett Sorrentino from Auburn, New Hampshire, says, I was shocked, no, flabbergasted about what I heard or read in the E3 report in Volume 74. Will there be a Game Boy version of Killer Instinct? Will it make use of the advanced computer modeling rendering technique? When will it be released? Will it have all ten characters? Guaranteed not. Is it too much to ask for you to put a picture in a future issue? I am sure it will break ground for the Game Boy in all categories. Man. Really, why would you be clamoring for the Game Boy version of the same game? I, I never understood this. Okay. They say, The Wizards at Rare are hard at work on Game Boy Killer Instinct, even as you're reading this, Brett. They managed to pack eight characters found in the arcade and Super Nintendo versions, Super Game Boy Enhanced Colors, a two-player option, and great music into a four-meg powerhouse. Will the characters be fully rendered? But of course. Look for this killer game in November. Wow, and then Trevor and Stephen Green from Woodridge, Illinois. 
We have just received volume 73 and it was the best ever. As we were flipping through it, we saw something that shocked us so bad we nearly fainted. Staring at us was the finest looking video game system ever produced. Forget the Sega Saturn, we're talking about the new 64, the best system ever. Everything we ever wanted in a video game system was right there. The four player control outlets for multiplayer fun without an expensive adapter, a beautiful black control deck, and what's this? Cartridges? No CDs? Yes. Yeah, I bet you were just clamoring for that controller with a joystick in the middle so that so that you have to say your hands are constantly guessing what you're doing. <laughs> and, don't, and don't forget, why put a second analog stick in to make the camera rotate? Let's just have four buttons up in the corner. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I think I actually know this guy that wrote the letter. <laughs> he was on the show before. He was on one of the early shows. You think that's, tr yeah, that's the Trevor? Trevor! Oh my gosh! Why didn't he, he was, tell us? Why didn't he I tell us know. he was printed? That has to be him. That has to be. He was from outside Chicago, I think. I'll have to ask him now. And look, people. And the best part about the Trevor. envelope. <laughs> the best part about the envelope art is that we have some great Wario's. Some great Wario thing. It's even got like shading and everything. It's a fantastic looking thing. Someone made their own Killer Instinct poster. We've got Chrono Trigger envelope art with Chrono. <laughs> the guy only realized at the, la at the last minute that Chrono's face is taking up the logo, so he just dropped the err that just trails off towards the end of the envelope. Epic Frog pose, though. He's got his shield out and his sword, even though Frog doesn't have a shield, he just has a two handed sword. But this is excellent artwork. I'm not going to knock him for inauthenticity. <laughs> and missing, missing the, a G. The biggest, the biggest thing we got was some ha handmade comics. So, no, 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 like they even says here, unofficial comic from Amateur Comics. Play it loud, free number one. We've got Samus holding her gun, like just posing in front of her ship looking great and we've got one mm -hmm. of uh, her knocking a Chozo statue into a wall or it's no it's coming out of the wall following her and she's just got her blaster charged at it saying one more step pal and this one was from Tim Haldone from Mesa Arizona and this comic looks bitching I would love to see the whole thing and Nintendo should have printed it like, can you, yeah, okay. you, you you can agree that this artwork is is amazing. That Chozo statue coming out of the wall like Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would read this. Interesting. Okay. And let's see here. Uh, let me zoom out. The, the next page is about a sports article, but John's not here, so fuck him and fuck sports. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'll, I'll look at it. <laughs> Joel Davis, winner of the Players Poll Contest from Volume 64, got to, um, let's see here, visit ESPN during baseball s season and saw a spectacular game at Yankee Stadium. So here he is in a photo on a set of an ESPN show with a uh, one of the hosts pointing at him. And I have no idea who it is, but uh, yeah, he got to hang out with sports people. So good for him. And we have a uh, letter from Gail here telling us about there's going to be a whole bunch of Super NES games coming out the end the, through the end of the year. And they're going to give them four players' guides. 
And so they're putting the finishing touches on Killer Instinct, Player's Guide, and Super Mario World 2, Chrono Trigger, and Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest. So that's what they got to have from the editor here. All right. Next and a, and a warning, not to read this magazine on a podcast, should they ever develop in the future. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> All right. And then you have, uh, why don't you take the Super NES Top 5? All right. Rounding out the Top 5 for the Super Nintendo Top 20, Chrono Trigger. Fuck you, that is not number one. The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. I would accept that as number one as well. Final Fantasy 3. God, why aren't these all number one? Killer Instinct. Oh, that. And then Donkey Kong Country. Mm. I'd say Donkey Kong Country should be even at the bottom of the five, but whatever. It's number one. Game Boy. Top five is number five, Tetris. Number four, Donkey Kong. Number three, Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Uh, number two, Donkey Kong Land. And number one, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I, I'm confused by this, though, because I thought Tetris came out with the thing and only so it's 36 months, but I guess that's 36 months on the chart. Dr. That's Mario was 38 months. It, it must, yeah, it must just be on the chart. Maybe people weren't voting for it because they already had it for free and was asking about what they wanted. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what the... Yeah, they, they really should tell us what the criteria is for this. Uh, top 10 fighting games. Number 5, Fatal Fury Special. Number 4, Weapon Lord. Number 3, Mortal Kombat 2. Number 2, Super Street Fighter 2. Number 1, Killer Instinct. And then Most Wanted, top 5. What do you got, Mike? We have Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, Doom for the new 64, Virtual Boy, just Virtual Boy, Killer Instinct for the new 64, (laughs) and rounding out the most wanted is the new 64. Nice. With an insert of the the red Super Mario, or the red Mario Brothers for Virtual Boy, Mario Clash. Mario Clash. Okay. Then we got the Hall of Fame. Killer Instinct. Oh, we have the Hall of Fame. We have Donkey Kong, release date June 86, honors. It was a sad day for arcade owners when Nintendo brought the first great Mario Brothers Smash to the NES. Then Pac-Man, release date April 1891. The Round Mound of Renown. Wow, that's a that's a name I never heard Pac-Man called. The Round Mound of Renown. Went waka waka at homes everywhere after Namco ported this classic to the Game Boy. And then Space Invaders the arcade game October 94, the first Super Game Boy classic based on the original hit from the Star Wars era. Okay. Weird Hall of Fame things. Alright, and then we have Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. Mike, you had this one as your as your homework? Yep. And I played as Spinal. I couldn't figure out his tap or his countdown maneuver. What's that mean? What's his tap? Spinal tap. Oh, I got it. And it's the spinal countdown. Okay. And not my night for jokes. So, uh, the music was great. Uh, The play controls were probably good. I know I wasn't. (laughs) So, I... I didn't have a great time with this, but I could see why people were into it. It had great music, good uh, animation, a nice successor to Street Fighter, though Street Fighter just had... I don't know why it was still not as popular or still more popular than this. I guess it just had a better legacy. Mm -hmm. 
Although Killer Killer Instinct didn't have such a great movie. <laughs> this is like uh, Nintendo's answer to the fighting game genre. They wanted to get on, in on the action finally. After shunning Mortal Kombat, uh, they finally decided to, to bring a fighter to their own platforms. Yeah. After they having st- to rare <laughs> to develop it. After having Street Fighter on the cover for about what four episodes, four issues. Right. It's it's Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two Turbo, Street Fighter Two Alpha, Street Fighter Two Omega mm-hmm. Alpha Turbo Nexus Edition. So they made this for the arcade first. So this is an arcade port. And it was originally just going to be on the Super, I mean, on the N64, but they decided at one point, eh, you know what, let's put it on the Super Nintendo and cannibalize our <laughs> our sales on the 64 since we, because we can, right? So I own this game, I, for Super Nintendo, I had it, and uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I didn't own a whole lot of fighting games, so this was kind of like my, my jam, my game that I would play. And uh, the characters, the character designs are pretty, all pretty good. They're all 3D rendered looking. So it was different from how, like sort of the, the illustrated look of Street Fighter 2 and different from the just still photo look of Mortal Kombat. So it wasn't, still didn't look realistic, you know, didn't, uh, didn't upset the parents, um, but also wasn't, uh, you know, the same look as, as Capcom. So they carved out a unique Unique look for themselves. Yeah, they didn't have so blood in their uh, in their damage, right? I think you could turn it on or off. I can't remember exactly, but I'm sure it was toned down, you know, just because of Nintendo. So the coverage in here is a bit odd. They have a gameplay counselor, or no, sorry, a video game tester uh, featured in each one of these uh, above each character. It must be like their favorite character or something. So if you guys recognize on page 13, it's got uh, Henry here, who was featured in the Duncan Country Exposed VHS tape from the last season. And he's here. We're still wearing a, a hat backwards with a rebel. He's got like and, a little, uh, he's got like a wispy meth stash going on. Yep. And we have Ken, who's the guy that that uh, worked on the was playing the the keyboard in that video. He's next. <laughs> he's, have, he's doing a Hadouken, or is it a Hadouken, or is it a Kamehameha? And then the uh, one and only uh, black hockey fan ever, Armand Williams, is <laughs> is here as well from the video. And I think that's everybody from the. Oh no, we have uh, this is Dan, right? Oh no, that's a different guy. Okay, well, I think that's all of the guys from that video, but they're, st- they're apparently still have a job employed by Nintendo, still working there, working in the treehouse. I wonder <laughs> if they renamed it after- <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> after Donkey Country. Then we got, some, house, we got some brothers. Yeah. Martin that, and Mark uh, Doyle. Have, yeah, they're twins, I guess? Maybe. Maybe. They're both Lester game counselors. They're both game counselors. They're both KI masters and the identical twins. Yep, so they are twins. They both select Spinal when they pick up the controller. That's funny. We have <laughs> Lester the Unorthodox. During his... He is a technical services supervisor. He was apparently too busy on the phone to have his picture, picture taken. <laughs> and has his hand on his crotch. <laughs> uh, then we have... This guy, what's his name here? Matt Glidden, 
who's a product analyst, wearing a red shirt and kind of like looking like someone caught him from behind. <laughs> and because it has a ra- bit of a raised eyebrow, what the hell are you doing? And then we have uh, Carl Deckard, no relation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was a Blade Runner joke. All right. Uh, <laughs> he's a full gore fanatic and also has like a his whole head and like chin is one of those sort of not quite buzzed all the way down, you know, like the uh, Yeah, it's like a fading fuzz. It's like a fading version of it. So it's not like he actually went to the effort of doing it, it's just how he is. It's interesting. And we finally have a female here on staff. We've got, uh, let's see. Oh, no, this is a man. No, that's a dude. Scott Dowes. That's still a man. <laughs> He's a man, baby. Yeah. We have Scott here wearing a, a blouse. <laughs> uh, and then we have, who has this? Shane Evans. He's that name sounds guy. familiar. The most normal-looking middle management guy here. Although he is a Killer Instinct god, a title disputed by fellow product analyst Matt Thunderglyden. Mm. And he swears that Saberwolf is the leader of the key pack. All right, so let's go through the the characters now. Now we've gotten those guys out of the way. So we have, let's look at the characters here. And we've got uh, Jago here. Jango? (laughs) What? Hey! Hey! John's joining us. (laughs) My computer restarted. Eventually. Took an hour for it to restart. It was that, like, (laughs) stupid security update thing that apparently takes eight hours to do. I don't know. Mm. I see. Anyway. All right. Well, you missed out. Did you see that uh, we found Trevor? Trevor! (laughs) I think that's him. Is it really Trevor? I think he has a brother named Steve. And he was, isn't he, wasn't he from outside Chicago? Oh, wow. Is, could it be Trevor Green? I think it's Trevor Green, man. We had him on the show. <laughs> Why didn't he ever say, by the way, when we get to this issue, maybe, I was in it. Maybe Steve wrote it in? We didn't know. tell him. I'm about to find out. <laughs> Steve kept it all to himself. I'll find out about this. <laughs> He's the asshole brother. <laughs> we got printed in Nintendo Power, but I'm not going to tell him that. Or they like someone got to go on Sports Center with Chris Berman. That's interesting too. All right. Yeah, we kind of skipped that part. We said, and someone went on ESPN with some guy. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Berman, the back, 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 back. Like the he was like the 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 well known Sports Center guy. Was he the was he the original Bukaki Rooster? You do that way too well on command. Years later. <laughs> Sean Connery as the retired policeman. So Jago, who's got yeah a banana peel for a haircut. I yeah, he's one of those slugs from Stranger Things. <laughs> he's got three Demogorgon babies for a haircut. Yeah, while he's wearing a shoe on his face. <laughs> he is. 
and he's got it's sh- like he's chin got- <laughs> is in the shape of like a woman's shoe and he's got shredded leather he's got a shredded leather chest plate bra thing going on seriously yeah. what the fuck like what the fuck is up with this guy he's got know. some some uh, some zebra stripe slashed <laughs> pants and a, yeah. what, a sash or a sarong like what kind of belt is he wearing I don't know. And why does he have a holster strap across his chest plate? Like, does he have a quiver on his back? <laughs> Nothing well, about this guy makes any sense. He's got a sword, and apparently his opening move turns into a laser sword. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, yeah, that yeah. He's a Jedi. That's why he looks like a bondage slave that just escaped. He's he's the S and M Jedi. <laughs> 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 He's, he's the third side of the force that nobody talks about. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Sith are like, nope, fuck that. Yep. His, yeah, the end of his lightsaber is a ball gag. <laughs> the dark side of the force. All right. If only you knew have... the power of the dank side. <laughs> then we've got B Orchid next, who has the... Pointy boobs. Yeah, boobs which are literally pointing up to the skies. And uh, this is the one that Nintendo said that she's defying gravity. While <laughs> using the PlayStation remotes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The little wands, the moves, PlayStation move controllers. They double as vibrators, wow. but she's not going to tell you that. Anything's a vibrator if you try hard enough. <laughs> Anything's a vibrator if you just shake it. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to tense up your muscles a bit and just get that little jerk action going on. And Who would actually win... In a fight, I mean the di- the Velociraptor thing. I mean that would probably win. In a oh, fight Riptor. Right? It, yeah. yeah, yeah. If he was going up against anybody, it would have to be Fulgore. With, with yeah. Well, Cin- Cinder ha- is like all liquid magma. Yeah. I mean that would be. Yeah, anything yeah. organic would be burned as soon as it punches him. Right. They should have factored that in. I mean, like anybody who punches <laughs> anybody who punches Gla- Cinder, just fucking their hands are on fire, their health goes down. Like the the only thing you could hit him with are energy blasts or your weapons. He should be he should be fighting for his wife Ella, so it could be Cinderella. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Velociraptor. They didn't give uh, they didn't give TJ combo his own page. I just realized he's at the bottom of Orchid's page. It's just like oh here's the generic boxer we put in. <laughs> it, keep, <laughs> keeping a brother down. Yep. Totally doesn't look like uh, um, what's his name Creed Balrog. No. Uh, Creed from uh, oh Apollo the Creed movies. Yeah, totally doesn't look like Apollo Creed or anything. Yeah, totally didn't rip that off completely. No, Apollo Creed has the American flag shorts. Or is that Rocky? oh, and this one has the American flag shirt. Yep, a hundred percent different. Yeah, and that living in America. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we have Chief Thunder here. Not racist at all. <laughs> he doesn't even have a He's, mohawk. He has feathers implanted into his skull. Why? That's how badass he is. His yep. finishing move should be the Trail of Tears. <laughs> <laughs> Cherokee. No, his his, his, his finishing tears. his finishing move is he grabs you, throws you into turn, crumples you into a ball, throws you off the highway, and then sheds one tear. Mm. <laughs> I think Trail of Tears is a better joke, but I'm going to stick with it. And yeah. he has an optional finisher called the slot machine. 
Uh, free whiskey comes out. <laughs> His wife is like sits on sixteen. His, his weakness is blankets. <laughs> oh, <I'm> smallpox. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's dark. <laughs> if you use the blanket maneuver, then he's... I did a bad thing. I did a bad thing. <laughs> bad bad. <sighs> okay. Oh, uh, I'm rubbing off on you. I'm, or I'm I know. What, you. What's his weapon? Does he have, like, a fan blade as a weapon in his it's hand? A tom- it's a tomahawk. Tomahawk. It's... Yeah, it's just really... the angle that photo is weird. Oh yeah, he's got he's got a tomahawk in each hand. So we mentioned you mentioned spinal. He's the walking skeleton. And you know, I guess he would be impossible to kill, right? Yeah, he's already dead. He's, he's already dead. Dead, right? Yeah. So I mean, you could like, yeah, you couldn't burn the flesh off of his bones because you know he has no flesh. So he's the hard counter to uh, to uh, Cinder. Mm-hmm. His his final move should be like a tap dance, so you can have spinal tap, or the, nor the spinal countdown. <laughs> the spinal countdown. <laughs> That's two Europe jokes within a minute. That's a record. <laughs> We're bringing them all. Aren't you glad I'm back? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I make this show at least seventy percent dumber. <laughs> And then we got Cinder, which can vaporize almost every fighter except for the guy who's already bones and fleshless. Mm-hmm. And then we get two Thunder again for some reason. What, was, yeah, was, they're featuring each each one of these guys as a favorite oh, character. Okay. Then we have uh, Fulgor, which we kind of already mentioned. Yeah, the Wolverine Vega cyborg. Uh, this is—I didn't realize his face turned into a rocket launcher. Of course it that does. Picture? That's pretty badass. Oh, he's got know. he's got yeah. rocket launcher earrings. <laughs> yeah. And then we have uh, uh, Glacius. I mean, Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't tell. Is he supposed to be ice or is he supposed to be like metal? You know what gets me is that based on the name Glacius, I'm assuming it's ice. What gets he, me is well, it kind of reminds me of like the T1000 because he kind of melts and and changes shape. Almost like the T-1000 yeah. from Terminator 2. F- Fifteen years later, Silver Surfer in the movie doesn't look that much better than this. <laughs> oh, God, that movie is so bad. I was so pissed. Kids in, like, 50 years won't understand what a glacier was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean, like, water just got hard? Like, there was minerals in it? No, 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 no not, not, not that kind of hard water. Like, actually, physically, like, hard. Like, you could, like, tap it and break it. Like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? They'll do that in between drinking their own urine on a boat in the middle of nowhere with Kevin Costner. <laughs> and then it's better than being on it's better than being on R. Kelly's boat. <laughs> Filter. What do we need that for? You to drink someone else's urine. Okay. Uh, then we got Saber Wolf, who is literally just a werewolf. There you go. Did you, did you guys play this uh, growing up at all? Yeah, a little bit. Fighters. Who was, your, who was your favorite to play as? Um, I think I just played it like in the arcade, so I never, never really oh, thought I, it out. Well, I, I own this, so I played it at home, and my favorites to play as were I really liked playing as uh, Full Gore here, 
Mm. He was he was pretty badass. Um, and then Glatris is okay. Um, Cinder is all right. I really like playing as Chief Thunder though. I could like get this combo move going and then just start flipping people in the air. Mm-hmm. But so that was pretty fun. But um, <laughs> you just start juggling guy, them and you say, "This is the thunder from down under." Welcome to the Thunderdome. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my name. That's my line. The the mm-hmm. cheapest character in the game is Riptor. No question about it. You do not know how to play the game to just c- kill people <laughs> completely with that guy. Why? Because he's got like a fast little jab move or something? You just keep whipping his tail and they, no one can get near you. This is so uh, long. Just like, oh, psh, 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 psh. you're like, this is annoying. This is really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> it's like, Why oh, I did a combo. Before I played you. <laughs> <laughs> now I can reveal these secrets. <laughs> Unless you know how to do like a jump dive maneuver to break them, then you're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. You got to know the combo to do whatever flying maneuver to get over there. Yeah. So if you don't know how to do that, you're screwed. Yeah, so my review, the music's great, but I'm not a fighter guy, so I used Spinal, which was supposed to be like one of his best characters, and I lost to Orchid. Huh. But it was close. I beat her once. And, the, and then TMZ got a footage of the video, and now all of a sudden I'm not horrible in Hollywood anymore. <laughs> Fun fact about the composer of the music is I think he also did... Um, this is a rare guy. So he did uh, GoldenEye music and, um, let's see, a couple <coughs> other one, ones for rare that you recognize. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Maybe like Perfect Dark? Yeah, I think Perfect Dark, that was it. You're right. He had a funny like anecdote about me meeting Shigeru Miyamoto at something for the first time and like totally embarrassing himself. I'll have to find that article. <laughs> I was like, what's up, Shigeri? He shows up with his hat backwards. Shiggy, shiggy, what? <laughs> I think he would like, he like pants to friend in the bathroom and like turned around and Shigeru Miyamoto was standing right there. <laughs> and he's like, what up, my He's like totally with, drunk and he's like, oh, with like a, with so like nice a to big meet you. On his face. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo, what up, my Shigeru? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much what happened. He was like, he was like, he was like, like drunk at some like company Miyamoto, event. No, <laughs> Miyamoto. No, I think that's what it was. He was like drunk at some company event, you know, or some Uh-oh. like you know industry event or whatever. Pants yeah. like a coworker for fun, and then turned around and me Shigeru Miyamoto standing there. Haven't we all pa- pantsed our coworkers for fun? Like yeah. Jesus Christ, people. Yeah, that's when you just say what? It's a round eye thing. You either get it or you don't. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, why, are you, why are you getting all pissed off? Why are you getting cease, all pissed off me? Oh, I didn't I didn't pants you. Cease and desist from Nintendo. <laughs> we're, we're expecting a letter from Nintendo's no- lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Sugar, please. Mm. <laughs> oh, count down the days, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to be taken down from the iTunes store. Can you say DCMA notice? It's kind of ridiculous that we haven't got one at this point. I'm actually... Like, I was like, when I signed up for this, I was like, ah, this won't last. Like, three years later. I just want to get something to put up on my wall. Yep, this is my restraining order from Japan, because I'm just that big. (laughs) Look at all those squiggly things. It's like they have their own alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, it's all like bonsai tree, upside down panda bear. Oh, Look, that means ice cream. If I can't read it, I don't have to abide by it. <laughs> I think, 
I think we won World War II. That means I don't have to read this language. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, when you drop a nuke on Minnesota, then maybe you'll get my attention. Yeah. <sighs> until until sense. then, go fish for your radioactive octopuses and leave me alone. <laughs> I felt bad for Gilbert Gottfried when he got fired for Affleck for <laughs> making that joke. Which one was it? Say like it, it, the joke was like it was right after Fukushima. <laughs> it was like right after, like <laughs> and he said, and he said like, "Hey, you uh, want a new girlfriend it, in <laughs> Fukushima? You'll find one floating down the river." <laughs> Oh my gosh, that, said, that is bad. He said something like, like if you want beachfront property, just like just wait a bit. It'll like or, or something like that. I forget what it was. Uh, the man's a comic genius. He's framed. It was a good joke too. Was a, was if a, Roy Moore can get yeah. elected, we can let Gilbert Godfrey make really racist jokes or really poor taste jokes. I'm know, tired right? of people asking if I'm from Japan. Just because I look like it doesn't mean I am. That was all right, I guess. All right. Okay. Donkey Kong Country 2. Diddy's Conquest. And that's clearly... And that's clearly Danky Kong or whatever the fuck her name is. Danky Kong? Skanky Kong? <laughs> Aw. Well, you... She's a kid. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know they're playing doctor or something. Look at the way he's holding her hand. Like, they, they got a thing Aww. going on. They're cute friends. So it's Until Diddy they, and like, Dixie, and this is a preview. His name's Diddy. His name's Diddy for a reason, Ben. Yeah, and her name is Dixie because everyone because you know he wishes he <laughs> was in her. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get. Right. We're gonna get. No, we're gonna get. We're gonna cover this eventually. <laughs> we will. This is all just previews here, so it's a lot of. Uh, no, I, I mean this issue. We're gonna get to this eventually before we stop saying reprehensible things. <laughs> So, yeah, about the issue. Look, she's she's twenty in ape years. So, okay, there's grass on the field. There's grass everywhere. She's covered in grass from head to toe. Oh, so she's fine. That, that, so she's it's monkey too rules old for Roy Moore. Then yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> Roy Moore's like nope, <laughs> nope, too brown for me, <laughs> too old. <laughs> yeah, really. So I have to say the uh, CG. Uh, uh, rendering here looks better than it did for Duncan Country. Yep. They've improved it a, b- a bit, so they look a bit furrier, less sleeve-like, even though you can still see a sleeve and Diddy's pointing. Yeah, and you can, even see, you can even see it on Dixie. She's got, like, a first sleeve on, which it really makes you wonder, like, you can't show the hair coming out of the arm. You have to show the hair, like, around the arm. Yeah. Weird. Seems like a problem. Yeah, and then he's got, uh, this time he's wearing a, uh, uh, did he have this shirt on last time with the star? It yeah. seems like it's new. Yeah, he was a Steven Universe fan before he was even out, so. And she has, like, the Shave Guevara hat going on, because she's a revolutionary. <laughs> oh, look at that. It's, it's a rare logo on her, um, mm-hmm. on her hat there. I yep. just now noticed that for the first time ever. Che Guevara. <laughs> Guevara? Che Carrera. Yeah. All right, so come swing to the trees. They're just talking about kind of what's going to be in the game. They're showing photos, pre-rendered photos of the maps, essentially, of what's going to be the game. So you got the wreck of the ship from the first game. Uh, you've got what appears to be like a haunted area, a big castle area, the inside of a castle, 
and then a lava area. And then you've got, uh, let's see here, a bonus game. Uh, looks like finally a couple screenshots of actual gameplay, which look very similar <laughs> to the first game. And then this big, beefy Brutus Kong thing. I can't describe them. It's like Popeye on steroids. <laughs> and also the crocodile. And his arms are properly balanced. Oh, and then we have... Yeah. I love this this picture of a crocodile Captain Hook uh, oh my chasing God. down a rat. He's got, he's got hooks on both hands. He's got two hooks. A hook for each <laughs> hand. Oh my god, this guy... And this, a sword. I it, don't know how you'd use that. Oh, yeah, how would you use the sword when you have a hook? And also, what would you wipe with now? <laughs> well, clearly, I think that's what the rat's for. <laughs> that's why he's what chasing him. <laughs> I think it was Rocco's Modern Life. They had a pirate that had, like, peg legs, peg arms, and peg eyeballs. <laughs> he was just, like, peg everything. <laughs> I know they had that in uh, Family Guy, right? Maybe that was Family yeah, Guy. Yeah, the sea captain. Yeah, it's the guy. Um, this is a really depressing and disturbing game over screen. You've got Diddy and Dixie <laughs> in the brig of a ship. They're, being, like. they're being sold to America. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Kunta Dixie. <laughs> well, come on. That's like self-explanatory, isn't it? <laughs> that That's a hooker name. All right. They're coming to America <laughs> today. In America, there are no crocodiles. <laughs> Bible, nice. <laughs> He's just singing somewhere out there. <laughs> oh, we have a mature game being featured. They finally put the uh, ESRB rating in here. We have a mature game being featured here in the Nintendo Power magazine. We have Doom. Wasn't there like a Doom movie with with The Rock Johnson in it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not bad. It was good. I liked it. I mean, especially when they get especially when they get attacked by the infected, and he gets pulled out of the he gets pulled out of the door. He goes, "What? I'm not supposed to die." Nice. All right, who had this at a Rotten Tomatoes has it as a 19%. All right. Nice. So it's almost 20% good. Sure to please fans of the video game, but lacking in plot and originality. (laughs) Oh, no, we're we're not saying Uh, it had that. (laughs) We're just saying it had the rock in, and he was funny in it. Especially when he gets infected, and he's just, like, railing on the last surviving guy, and he's just, like, going full bore into his villain role. He's just like, well, I'm infected, guess what? I'm totally self-aware, and I'm fucking evil now, so, yep, gotta kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, who had this game? Uh, It better be you, John, because you didn't tell me I had to play this game. Nope. I mean, who didn't play Doom? I didn't play this on the... Yeah, I could have sworn we handed this out. But I wanted. Right. Right. Yeah, I played this on the computer as well. Great game, always excellent music. Everyone, I don't think it ported very well to the Super Nintendo though. No, it says the ESRB gave us the gave Doom the first Super NES mature rating ever, citing the graphic violence and gore in the game. The rating suggests players should be 17 years of age or older. Doom certainly contains a great deal of violence and gore, but its blood factor is similar to a number of games that have received teen ratings. Players will have to decide for themselves. So it's telling you, you know, this rating is kind of bullshit, but it's really up to you. <laughs> well, if you haven't played Doom, you should probably play it. 
Uh, it's one of the first first-person shooters ever made. It's a classic. But don't play the Sega 32X version. No, you'd be. I mean, you apparently, <laughs> apparently they cut out a bunch of levels out of that one. Doom is uh, most famous for people trying to put this game on everything from a smartwatch to a toaster and try <laughs> to see if it'll run. Yep, I could almost get it to run on my can of foot fungal deodorant. I'm pretty sure they even made it open source at this point. So you can oh, yeah. probably get it for free anywhere. I mean, you can get anything for free on the internet. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. do tell. Oh please right, don't game. don't go don't make him tell please. <laughs> I remember that remember that old pirating ad. You wouldn't download a car. I'm like fuck yeah, yeah. I would. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm gonna download a car. And this lady, this lady had the best response to it. She goes, "If I could get a car by touching it, and then I have a car, and the person who has the car still has the car, then we both have cars. I would get cars all fucking day." <laughs> All right, next game that they feature here is for Virtual Boy. It's called Red Alarm. So I did both of the Virtual Boy games. Huzzah. And uh, so I'll talk about this one first, obviously. This is basically feels like someone was tasked with make Star Fox on the Virtual Boy. <laughs> and they're just it looks, like, it looks I, I don't like, have looks to like add colors. On the screen at one. <laughs> looks like there's a lot of on the screen at one. It's like, I make Star Fox for the Virtual Boy? Great, I don't have to add colors. That's like 80% of my work gone. Sure, I'll do it. Yeah. So they have the 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 ship that you you fly a ship and it you feels like a rail shooter from behind the ship like Star Fox, that is so much, that is three D, but it's all like see through line drawings. Oh yeah, that's uh, not confusing right. at all. Yeah. So you see through your ship, you can see through the obstacles in front of you, but it's it's very clearly like someone tried to make uh, Star Fox in here because the ship. It has multiple configurations depending on what speed you're going, and uh, it's one of the one of the one of the configurations look exactly like an R wing. A lot of the enemies look like the enemies of Star Fox, and you get to the end of the first level, and there is not just one, but there's three faces um, throwing up piece of polygons at you, and you can actually see them on page 38 here, and it has these faces. Like, oh, that's totally not Andros at all. So the game feels like a tech demo to get Star Fox on Virtual Boy. So what mm. I did find that was interesting, so it's not just um, a rail shooter. You can actually move around in full 3D. So you can turn yeah. around in the tunnel you're in and go back backwards. Huh. Um, and uh, the flying works really well. You know, I, Obviously, this is an emulator, so I mapped it to a, a joystick for flying. Worked great. And I could definitely tell when there were, you know, obstacles and things like that pretty well. And it, the game kind of gives you, you know, hints you're next to a wall kind of thing. It, it gives you, like, uh, noises, you know, to basically say, like, you're grinding on the wall, move away from it. Um, it's not, like, perfect or anything. It's a really interesting, like, uh, feels like a tech demo. I mean, they mm. made it a quote-unquote full game with a number of levels. But, I mean, honestly, it's... It is a bit of a, a bit of a mess to play through, um, just with the art style the way it is. But it's really kind of impressive for being what it is at the time, and um, it, it's interesting. So, one thing I couldn't get mapped is so the virtual controller actually has two D pads, one on the left and one on the right, 
in addition to buttons on the right. For whatever reason on RetroArch, you can't map the right D-pad, which this game makes good use of. It uses like a... You use the right D-pad to like dash in different directions. So when you get to like the four faces at the end, you have to like stop the ship and then basically just like move around as you're shooting them. Well, (laughs) you know, obviously I couldn't couldn't move around, so I had to keep going in a loop and then hitting a little bit and it was taking too long, so I just gave up. Yeah. So... All right, and then we had golf on the Virtual Boy. That it actually looks really good. Golf looks good. Music's okay. It's mm. uh, really kind of confusing to play. It um, so the mecha- basically like the first thing it presents you is it shows you a menu. So any any time right. you want a shot, it shows you a menu, and you're given options to change club, change. All kinds right. of options that I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, <laughs> right? And then I'm okay. I just want to just want to hit the ball. Yeah, I took I took Ben golfing once, like about eight holes in. He was like, "Nope, done." <laughs> like, <laughs> I made it eight holes. <laughs> um, roughly, I don't remember. The, well, in in your defense, you were using clubs that were way too short for you. But yeah, that's true. <sighs> so there's no guide on the uh, swing meter. To tell you like what you should be hitting it at, there's no, oh. there's no indicator to tell you what what would be ideal. So you right. can see right here on page 41 where it says "nice shot." It's yep. this big like uh, curved ellipse where the ball comes out from underneath. At right, you you're supposed and to like get it at a certain point, but if it's all one color, you can't tell where you're supposed to stop, sort of thing. Yeah, they don't indicate to you where you're supposed to stop and, and what the ideal right. thing is to hit. I'm like, well, I kind of need a a guide here because I have no idea what. This power means in this totally abstract world, right? Mm. And then once you do that, they don't have they don't have a screenshot of this. It takes you to a second view where it shows the ball from behind, and there's like a little line that scans back and forth across the ball's surface very quickly, like up and down. Oh, like you're Jesus. gonna randomly hit the ball on one little dimple, basically. <laughs> so you have to like try and time that then, right? And that determines, I guess, the direction. Sounds of the like ball. regular golf is easier than this game. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of a bummer because the graphics are actually decent. Yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, it's not this wireframe nonsense like the previous game. It's full, you know, shade like four different shades. So right. you see, you don't see through the golfer. Obviously, you see the ground. It looks somewhat three D. Right. And it gives you a grid to hit with. So, nice. But, uh, yeah, it was unplayable. I couldn't get past first hole. First hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So, it's interesting. Again, uh, I find the virtual boy just kind of fascinating for having a consumer virtual reality or 3D set out there way ahead of his mm-hmm. time. All right, here's a game no one looked at. Uh, Syndicate. <laughs> I wasn't there? That's like there's an old Syndicate game, too, though, right? Yeah, wasn't a support of it. Oh, you're right. This is the port from the PC version. Looks good. It's a hybrid of shoot 'em up action and brain stretching simulation. In the future, brutal crime syndicates have seized control and divided the world into fifty fiefdoms. Uh, it says world domination for your syndicate is your goal. 
So you arm and direct squads of cyborgs on more than 50 deadly missions up to four can play this game, which retains all the excitement and challenge of the much talked about PC version. So I'm guessing the PC version is better. Probably. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. It's sort of an isometric view where you kind of plan out the attack and then execute on it. Is it mm -hmm. turn-based? Uh, never played the original, so I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it. I didn't have, I didn't get to play games on computers until about 1997, and the first one I really got into was Command and Conquer. I never got to enjoy Fallout or any of those games because they cost money, and I don't really know what that is. <laughs> oh, did you think you have an announcement to make? By the way, to our listeners, what was your latest purchase, Mike? Oh, my latest purchase was a PS4. Yay! Finally found one under three hundred dollars, and it was a one terabyte one. Welcome to twenty fourteen. Twenty thirteen, actually. <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, well, All right. And uh, before we leave Syndicate, if you look on page forty-five, we get to see like fours of crowd, and we see this blue-haired guy. But my favorite is the green-haired guy because they've got these models of cyborgs. Whenever one's highlighted, you only see that one, but everyone is just a green thing that looks like Gort from the Day of the Earth stood still. So when we see this one guy with green hair and he's surrounded by other greens on both sides, it looks like he's just got a big green afro going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next game is Castlevania Dracula X. This was one, one of the three games I had for my homework. Uh. Is this like Malcolm X? Is it like Malcolm X? <laughs> <laughs> with vampires? Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. We will not be free so, until all vampires have been exterminated from this land. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is called Castlevania Bloodlines in Japan and Europe. And it has a totally different storyline. Um, and they, for whatever reason, changed it for the United States to make it more in line with the original games. Uh, which, And I can understand why, honestly, because it plays just like the Nintendo games. So Super Castlevania 4 had the you had some new moves, right? You can move your whip in any direction. You can, you know, that was the main thing, right? And there might have been save points. It was a bit easier to get through. Castlevania Dracula X is not easy at all. It is you get three lives and that's it. That's what save and states are for. Good luck making it through the entire game, right? It is uncompromising. And it is, if you really like the first in Castlevania, essentially, you're going to love this game. Because it is the same gameplay, very similar level design, very good graphics. Music, I mean, it, it depends on your preference, I would say. They have a lot of, like, 16-bit remakes of original music. So you hear, like, Vampire Killer, you hear Bloody Tears. But it's all that kind of, like, synthy, fake uh, instruments which I'm not a big fan of. I would prefer to hear the original 8-bit. <laughs> um, or I'd prefer to hear, like, real instruments. So, it, just, it just feels like a watered-down version to me in terms of music, but it's, it doesn't really bother you that much. Um, so that's basically what the game is. The coverage here is going showing you the maps of every level. It's very sort of standard um, you, you, you get know, coverage to, here. You get to fight a Cerberus, which is cool. It's got all the classic, you know, weapons in here. Knife, cross, um, uh, the axe that you can throw, that kind of thing. I 
wasn't able really to get through the first stage uh, without just losing all my lives. So I ended up having to tur- turn cheat codes on just to be able to play p- <laughs> through the games. So I think I got through like stage four and then I called it. Um, but um, yeah, if you if you like this kind of game, this is it's a good solid Castlevania game. This is the last, you know, if you're a diehard Castlevania fan, this is the last one that's really a true, you know, brutally difficult Castlevania game before they got into Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is actually one of my favorite games of all time. So, and there's a, a boss. Tell, oh. you, can, you can tell where I stand on the on the whole controversy. There's a boss called Burning Rage, and he looks like Orko on steroids. What page are you looking at? Um, I don't see a number on it. Okay. Uh, stage four, the low road. Page. Oh, it's on the back of the uh, poster here. Yeah. Oh, hit Burning Rage a little bit. Yeah. And then you fight a Minotaur, which is all completely red, and the Minotaur looks bitchin'. Yeah, pretty good art in this. All right. I didn't even know there was a second Castlevania for the Super Nintendo. That's a yeah. I don't think it's really well known. All right, next photo is. I mean, next. Sorry, next thing we see is the cover poster. I mean. uh, centerfold poster for Batman Forever and it says the real game begins and we get a super blurry photo of this is who again Kilmer was it Kilmer yeah Clooney was in the last one the last Schumacher one there's no bat nipples here though uh no it's just (laughs) The logo, so I guess they realized, oh, we're being put in a magazine where kids might be watching this. Okay, now we have to exercise some taste. But they do give him, like, a very prominent cog piece. Lovely. Yep. So that's one of the not great posters I've seen in Nintendo Power, just because it's so blurry. <laughs> it's just like a regular photo that's been blown up to high heaven. So do we wrap the... Is this the end of our first part, then? Sure, we can call it a wrap for the first half. Um, let's see here. If anyone wants to reach out to us, John? <coughs> reach out and touch Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Need more gusto next time. <laughs> you find- reach out and touch Mike. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, Playingwithpowerpodcast.com. Yeah. All the links for our crap is on there. Feel free. Oh. Buy our shit, everyone. By the way, I want to thank our Patreon donors. You yes. guys are awesome. And because of you, we did not have to fork over a cent of our own money this year to re-up our annual uh, Podbean subscription. So our hosting guys. <laughs> and our domain fees have been paid for, and we still had about 12 bucks left over. Woohoo! Which we will so that save. Means, all right. We will save so that for like next year. Nine months times, like... What is it? Three hours a week uh, times you know, how many hours a year divided by three? We're making like five cents an hour, boys. Woo. Ooh, ooh, we're reaching sweatshop levels. <laughs> I'm ready to quit my job over this. <laughs> Mike's already done. <laughs> oh, you cunt. <laughs> yep, so for all of our Patreon subscribers, thank you for keeping us in the, the, the darkest shade of green. Or is it the what? black? 
What's the color for like when you're in profits? Red. Yeah. Well, no, the red is bad. We're in the money. Red We're is in bad. The black money. Is good. We're in the yeah, black. You're in the black. Yeah. When, I knew what they say. Once you go black, you don't want to go back. So how many dirty don't movies stop have that line? That Patreon money. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was Thomas Jefferson's slogan. <laughs> nice. Well, anyways, thank you very much for for your patronage. We really appreciate yeah. it. It's extremely useful. I'm glad not to have to pay for hosting this year. I can I can afford Christmas presents. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, your kids don't get punches in the face this year. <laughs> well, look at that, too. <laughs> That's just a bonus. <laughs> now for the feats of strength. Yes. <laughs> a festival right. for the rest of us. Oh, and I, we should probably mention again that uh, John and I are both going to be featured on separate episodes of The Graveyard Shift, which is Mike's other podcast. So I'm next week, right? Yeah, you're next week. So by the time <gasps> this airs, it, that will have already aired. Yeah, so you're last week. All oh, right. So travel back in time and pretend like you're excited because you've already listened to it because it's awesome and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, you got anything else to plug? I just wanted to thank all our Patreon subscribers and uh, to all the people who aren't Patreon subscribers. Uh, I've done some inventory and it turns out that the show has only got about two years left in it before we run out of scans. So if you want us to be able to afford to buy scan buy issues online and scan them, do like the good people are doing and donate to our Patreon. Otherwise, this will reach an unexpected end and we're going to start reading Electronic Gaming Monthly. I think it was expected. <laughs> it might just be Mike at that point. <laughs> that was Mike's unexpected end. We were counting on it. Huzzah, everyone. Yeah, so if you want us to read the actual final episode of Nintendo Power, support the show. If you want us to just suddenly stop at about issue 140, then keep doing what you're not doing now. Or if you donate $2.50 every month, we'll know that you want us to stop. <laughs> just in general <laughs> if, every, if we hit like if we get a thousand dollar donation we'll just stop <laughs> just stop yeah. how much money to get you to shut up a, a small donation will keep us going a larger donation will make us stop <laughs> nice I like it alright all right, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing.